So we're going to have the baptisms shortly, So, but I just want to encourage you with a word first. So what I want to encourage us in this evening is in our responses. If you're taking notes, if, if you put, want to put a heading, then put the heading responses. Sounds a little bit funny, doesn't it? Responses, responses. But as I've spent a little bit of time looking into that, it is such a huge, huge, huge part of our lives. Responses. We respond every single day. Every day we are responding to something. And tonight with the water baptisms, these one, so it's, who, who have we got? We've got Courtney, Ashton, Jamin and Reuben. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Woo. Have I missed anyone out? Anyone else that wants to jump in? Yeah, maybe tonight's your night. Anyway, so these ones, these ones that are being water baptised this evening have responded to God. They are responding to God's invitation to follow Him all the days of their lives. Isn't that cool? It's just like, oh, yes, God, I'm in. I'm in. They're literally going to be in the water soon. They're in. So they're, they respond. They're responding to God, and we're going to cheer them on in that tonight. And, you know, we, we as um, Sheridan talked about before, we've got the, the, our global legacy we've been looking into lately, and um, which we're always, we're always looking into, aren't we? We're living out to global legacy. Um, but we, we've also got the offering side, and we get the opportunity to respond to that. You know, Sheridan and I are excited to respond, you know, and our response, I, I pray, is, I'm in, I'm in. Come on, I'm in. How much, God? Amen. And so, yeah, so throughout life and throughout every single day, we are responding. We're responding to invitations. We got to respond to an engagement party. But that was, uh, is Rebecca and Zach here? No, they're not here. <laughs> well, and, and a wedding, which of course, beautiful Sarah and Jono, great to have them here. But we get to respond to invitations, to situations, people who cross our path every single day. We get to respond um, in different ways, don't we? We get to be purposed in our responses, one of our values being purposed. And they have a huge, huge impact on our lives, the way we respond. It's quite a good thing to think about, the way we respond. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart as it determines the course of your life. We need to guard our heart in our responses. Our responses can shape our life. And I know that we can all think of examples and the way we may have responded to things and the way it may work out well or not so well depending on our response. You know with homework, exams, young ones or maybe not so young ones have, uh, have got exams, homework, we can respond in various ways to that, can't we? Yeah, it's like oh, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to put my best effort in or maybe it's I can't really be bothered or any other responses there that come to mind? We can choose. We can choose how we respond. Maybe someone gives you a negative remark. How could they? I mean, I don't think anybody would do that here in this place. But let's say somebody gave a, re- a negative remark. 
we could respond with a rude gesture or a what? Flatten them, was it? Did I hear? No, I'll slap them, slap them. We could respond like that, couldn't we? We could respond with a slap or an angry look, you know. Has anyone, you know, got one of those looks? Yes. <laughs> or we could respond with love to a not, not so easy to a negative remark, but we could respond with love. We have the choice. Social media, that's a big one. We get the choice of how to respond on social media. How are we going to respond? Maybe a no response. Maybe a thumbs up. Maybe a maybe that could have a response of a negative remark. There's all sorts of responses that we can have. And I understand that Pastor Ray spoke around was it a, a gratitude having a great a, the attitude of gratitude or a, I I wasn't here, so you gotta fill me in, those of you that were hey thanks. Hey thanks. I got some lovely, lovely messages. So, hey, thanks for that message. <laughs> Fantastic. I was blessed. Now, we can respond with that, hey, thanks, an attitude of gratitude, respond with gratitude. We get to bless other people with, a, with an attitude of gratitude. What about an angry person? How, we, how would we respond to an angry person? I like to think about that. Maybe we could respond with anger. We could respond with anger. We could also respond with love. Maybe gain an understanding of where they're coming from. Maybe. What about an accident? A response can bring, depending on our response, of course, but a response can bring the atmosphere of peace into a, a place of turmoil or, an ac- or something like an, an, an accident. A work situation our response could bring honour to the company, honour to the boss. We could release God's love and wisdom into a work situation by our response, or we could release rumours, backbiting, lies, unsettling the atmosphere, gossip, all by our response, all by our response. You know, my mum, when I was young, when I was growing up, something that she did in response to um, driving along in the car, you know, and obviously I was young, so I wasn't at the wheel myself, so I'm the passenger, and mum obviously may have done something that, you know, annoyed another driver on the road, and so, you know, they give that, you know, the toot, or you know, maybe there was a hand gesture there too, who knows, but there was the toot, and you know the way my mum would always respond? She would always go, oh, hello, hello, and it, as, it just act as if she knew them, and we would always just slide down as low, probably down onto the ground on the floor of the car, just going, mum, oh, no, hello, hello. That was always her response. So, yeah, you might like to try that sometime. <laughs> That'll be her response. Oh, hello. <laughs> With a friendly hand gesture, that was. <laughs> I must admit that sometimes my response to it, I can be a little bit maybe speedy on the road. <laughs> and 
Sometimes my response to a slow driver can be to go quite close to their rear because I'm sure that it has a good effect on helping them to, you know, just go a little faster. <laughs> Unless you're one of those ones that like to put the brake on. And anyway, there's a God forgive me, forgive me. <laughs> That's often my response. I know I'm not perfect. <laughs> but our responses have huge power. Have you ever thought about that? I actually, you know, I haven't really thought about that properly, about my response in every situation, every single day. My response has huge power, huge power with the people that I'm with, with the atmosphere in the room, whatever it may be, it has huge power. We have the power to release kingdom of heaven values or kingdom of darkness, We literally have the power to change the atmosphere in a room by the way we respond. Isn't that incredible? Joseph. Let me talk to you a little bit about Joseph. Joseph in the Bible. You can read about him near the end of the book of Genesis. Joseph, he's an amazing guy. He, you know, he's... Uh, a young a young dude, he's a teenager, he gets this dream and he's like, oh man, I had this awesome dream, brothers. He's got all these brothers and he's like, man, I saw you bowing down to me and it was, it was an amazing dream. And so of course they get, you know, they're like, who are you to say we're going to bow down to you? You know, they, they, their response is anger. Their response is maybe a little bit of pride in, in themselves and, and anger at this little turd that is, you know... Oh, am I allowed to say that? Okay. (laughs) I just did. (laughs) This guy (laughs) who just told them about his dream, like, you're going to bow down to me. And so so the brothers, they set out, they they schemed a plan together. It's like, okay, we're going to kill this guy. We're just going to kill him. Isn't that awful? Have you ever done that about about your brothers? Does somebody say yes? Oh my goodness. Anyway, so they, they do. They scheme a plan. And so, oh, interesting. Reuben's getting baptised tonight. But one of them, Reuben, he was, he was actually not too bad. He was, he was worried about them scheming that plan to kill it. And so that he was thinking, oh, no, I'll go and rescue him later. So, like, put him into the well. Put him into the well. I'll rescue him later so that they don't kill him. But, you know, we'll make him pay for talking like that, you know, stupid stuff to them. So anyway, anyway, he's, he's, they throw him into the well, but, but then some people come along at the same time and they sell him. They sell him off to these guys and off he goes. And he's, been, and he's taken to Egypt. And it's like never to be seen again. And then anyway, Joseph goes off to Egypt and then he has all these, these series of events that take place that disgusting and none, he didn't deserve any of them. He did not deserve any of these things. You know, he's an innocent guy. He just told his dream. And then he goes to serve this guy Potiphar and Potiphar um, ends up having him um, sent to jail because his wife told lies about about him. And so here he is in jail. He didn't deserve any of it. He's going through all of these series of events. And so he, you know, can think about all the responses that he could have been, 
you know, saying um, what he wanted to do, maybe what he wanted to do to his brothers, what he wanted to do to that guy Potiphar and his wife. Or, you know, he could have been getting pretty angry, pretty bitter. He's in jail there. He helps out these, his fellow prisoners by, by um, asking God to help him to reveal their dreams to them, to interpret their dreams. Then he says, to, you know, to one of them, well, if I tell you what your dream is, can you please you know, bear me in mind. And then the guy forgets. He gets out of jail. He forgets all about Joseph. Joseph is there for another two years in jail. It's awful. It's horrible. He's there for another two years in jail. And then the guy finally remembers, finally remembers about him. And so here is Pharaoh. Pharaoh is having some dreams and they need interpreting. And so, so then, it, anyway, um, Joseph interprets his dreams and anyway, you can read about yourself end of Genesis and he gets out of jail he ends up basically being the prime minister or like, you know, like the top dude in Egypt uh, given all authority you know, given the, the, um, the signet ring from Pharaoh and, and saying, you know you, everyone needs to bow down to Joseph you know, I mean, that's pretty amazing he gets to that place and I believe that he would not have got into that place if he hadn't have watched his response. If he hadn't have guarded his response or guarded his heart, if he hadn't have been careful around his responses that were taking place. And then, and then there's famine all over the land. There's famine over the land, but then Joseph received wisdom from God around what to do for, for this. And so he, he was sorting out the plan around getting everyone through the, the famine. And so here we have Joseph's brothers enter back in on the scene around about, I don't know, I think it's close to maybe 15 years later that you know, they, they had thought he's gone, he's long gone. Um, his dad had grieved over him. And then the brothers come to Egypt and they, and they come to receive help from uh, the top dudes in Egypt, having no idea that their little bro, their little bro Joseph is there and they're about to bow down to him, which Joseph had told them when he was 17. Anyway, here they arrive on the scene. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, I don't know what I, what I would have been like. Maybe I would have been like, who are you? Oh, I'm not allowed to say turds, but so whatever. <laughs> whatever he might have said. Oh, you... Naughty people, thank you. I was going to say scumbags. <laughs> naughty people. Oh, you naughty people. <laughs> he, he could have responded like that, eh? And he could, maybe, I think he would have felt like putting them in jail. How long did he suffer in jail for? How long was that? I mean, he was down and he was sold in slavery to the Sky Potter, all because of his brothers. And he, respond, he responded to them with love. He responded to his brothers with love, saying, it's okay, guys. It's okay. You meant it for evil. Or what, what, how, how is it? I've got the verse here. Genesis chapter 50, 18 to 21. Then his brothers came, threw themselves down before Joseph, Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? Well, yeah, actually he could have punished them. <laughs> but he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He's keeping his heart sweet. 
He's watching his response. God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save many lives, save the lives of many people. Don't be afraid. I'll continue to take care of you and your children. Wow. He's like, it's okay, bros. I forgive you. That was his response. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of all of your family too. It's great to see you. It's amazing to see you. And then it says, so he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. That is so challenging, isn't it? I find that challenging. This, that these brothers that deserved everything that you know, he could have given to them in a bad way, they deserved it. But he reassured them and he spoke kindly to them. That was his response. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. I imagine that if Joseph had responded to them without the gentle answer, then I imagine maybe the brothers would have said, Oh man, we really should have killed him. So now he's going to send us off to jail or whatever, have us whipped or whatever. I don't know what he, you know, I don't know, you, you guys might want to do something like that, you know, really make them pay. So then they might have gone, okay, we need to sort something out and kill him fast. Who knows? Who knows? If he hadn't have responded with kindly, if he hadn't have with that gentle answer, it deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Matthew 6, 14 to 15 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. His response is he wants to forgive us. He longs to forgive us. So much so that he sent his son Jesus. So much so. I mean, that's a heck of a lot. that he wants to forgive us. That's his response to us. He also asks that we forgive others. Ephesians 4, 21 to 32 says this. Ephesians 4, 21 to 32. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. That's a good response, isn't it? Good hard work and give generously. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Another good response. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement or an attitude of gratitude, like Pastor Ray said, encouragement to those who hear them. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. 
Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Verse 32. Instead, be kind to each other. Great response, be kind, like Joseph was. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Challenging scripture, isn't it? Not easy, not always easy, not easy most of the time or all of the time. But we've got to encourage each other to respond well, to respond well, because it's going to affect us and it affects others. Our responses affect, has a huge impact overall. Matthew chapter 5, 38 to 45 You have heard the law that says the punishment must match the the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not, this is Jesus, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Challenging. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it too. Miles, give it to those who ask and don't turn. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You've heard the law that says love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That's challenging. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. Wherever, whenever. Be like Jesus, wherever, whenever. Love your enemies. 1 Peter 2, 21 to 24 says, For God called you to do good. Respond with good. Even if it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, that's Jesus. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He could have responded like that. He could have. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins, my sins, in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right with his strength. Romans 12.21 says, conquer evil by doing good. Conquer evil by responding with good. A response, a kind-hearted response not always easy, but I want to encourage us tonight. Let's be careful with how we respond. Let's be careful with how we, let's, let's monitor that. Maybe we could, we could have a little bit of a challenge this week, monitoring our responses this week. And don't beat yourself up when you get it wrong, because as I said, I sometimes aren't perfect. <laughs> I'm never perfect, in fact. <laughs> And so don't beat yourself up when you get it wrong, but let's encourage each other to respond well, 
to get better and better at responding well. I have to admit it as well, actually. My natural response when our sons were young at school and they came home and they would say, you know, such and such a kid, you know, is talking like this to me or maybe, you know, starting a fight or whatever. My natural response as a mum was to say, what's their name? I'm coming down there tomorrow and I'm going to have a little word in their ear. (laughs) Or maybe I will put them up against a brick wall and, no, I wouldn't have, no, wouldn't have said that, wouldn't have gone that far. But that's my natural response. Am I the only one there? Just me, just me, okay, thanks for beating up on me. Okay, I'm going to try and improve my responses. But our natural response can often be like that, eh? To step into, come on. You don't treat me like that. I'm going to give you a one and two and whatever. (laughs) Let's respond kind-heartedly. It worked well for Joseph. I reckon it'll work well for us. Yeah? Jesus' response was to forgive. Forgive them. He said, you know, he's, he's being beaten. He's being lashed. He's... Ah, yeah, I mean, if you look into it, you know, there were, were, he had gore, blood and guts, apparently, everywhere. And he says, Father, forgive them. Forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Ah, that's challenging, isn't it? That was his response, was love. Love for me, love for you. His response was love, not religion, but his response is love. Not judgment, but love. That's his response, was to love. You know, and I think of Zacchaeus. You know, Zacchaeus is up, up the tree there. And Zacchaeus, is, you know, that the community would have looked um, badly at him. You know, we're like, oh, mate, you know, you're a tax collector. You'd steal all our money. Well, Jesus, Jesus his response to Zacchaeus was to draw near to, to him. Say, Zacchaeus, I want to hang out with you, mate. I want to love on you. I want you to experience my love. I came for you. I came for you. You know, sometimes we can, we can sort of say, oh, no, you know, God wouldn't, I can't come before God. I can't come into his presence. I can't receive what he wants to give me because I'm not good enough. But he says, no, no, that's why I came. That's why I came, because you're not good enough. That's why I came, to take your place on that cross. I came to respond with love and forgiveness for you. That's why I came. I'm stepping out first. I'm doing this first. All you need to do is receive. Receive. Respond with receiving His love. God responded to me in my mess. To me in my rebellion and sin. He responds to you. Wherever you're at, he responds to you. He sent his son Jesus to take my place on that cross, to take your place. Another challenging thought is, do we as Christians respond with the gospel, with the good news of relationship with God? Do we respond? You know, Romans 1 
16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. This good news tells us how God made us right in His sight. He made me right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. It is by faith. As the Scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. I step into that faith. I have life through Him and His sacrifice. I have relationship with Him because of what He did. So we all have a choice of how to respond every single day, and we all have a choice of how to respond to God. And we've got four amazing young people tonight who have responded to God and said yes, said yes, said yes. Yes to Him. How will we respond to His gift of salvation for us? His gift of freedom from any guilt and shame. I love that. I love that. So often we can easily step into a place of feeling guilty, feeling shame. But all we need to do is say, sorry, and thank you, Father, for freedom. For freedom in you. You've taken it. You've taken it. Jesus took my place. Guilt and shame is gone. Ah, love it. Fantastic. So be encouraged tonight. And I encourage us in our responses this week and the weeks going forward.